I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. Mason Rothschild is an artist who created a series of digital artworks called Meta Birkins. Hermes didn't take too kindly to that and sued Rothschild for trademark infringement. Uh, Rothschild moved to dismiss the complaint and the court denied his motion. We're going to talk about that on the next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Mason Rothschild is an artist who created an NFT series of digital artworks called Meta Birkins. The artist claims that each work comments on Hermes Birkin handbags. He says that they're unique, fanciful interpretations of the Birkin bag. Rothschild claims that the depiction of each bag is a commentary on animal cruelty inherent in Hermes manufacturing of its ultra expensive leather handbags and is also a commentary on consumerism. Rothschild has over a hundred pieces as part of the NFT collection and has sold over $1.1 million worth in the collection. Hermes filed suit in January, alleging trademark infringement and trademark dilution, and Rothschild moved to dismiss, relying heavily on Rogers versus Grimaldi. The Rogers court held that where the defendant's product is artistic or expressive, the Lanham Act must be interpreted narrowly in order to avoid suppressing protected speech under the First Amendment. The two parts of the Rogers test are artistic relevancy and whether the use of the mark is explicitly misleading. The first prong of the Rogers test the court had to analyze was the artistic relevancy in Rothschild's use of Metaburken as a title to his artwork. As an aside, in a footnote, the court says that the Rogers test may not apply if the NFTs were attached to a digital file of a virtually wearable Birkin handbag, in which case the Meta Birkin's mark would refer to a non-speech commercial product. We discussed a similar issue when we looked at the Vans lawsuit against the Brooklyn sneaker studio Mischief. In finding uh, that the Mischief wavy baby shoe in shoe infringed Vans trade dress, Mischief has appealed to the Second Circuit, contending that the district court should have applied Rogers. Right. One of the issues on appeal to the Second Circuit will be the reach of the Rogers test. There are groups of amici on different sides. One group of law professors who see sneakers as having artistic relevance, and then the INTA, on the other hand, who would like the Second Circuit to confirm that the Rogers test applies only to traditionally expressive works and not ordinary consumer products like the sneakers at issue. The INTA argues that if the allegedly infringing work is not a traditional work of authorship, but a utilitarian product like a dog toy or a sneaker, then the Rogers test's heightened, explicitly misleading test too strongly shields the defendants except in the most blatant of infringements. In this case, the court noted that the bar for artistic relevancy is extremely low and will be satisfied unless the use has no artistic relevance to the underlying work. The court noted that the artistic relevance prong ensures that the defendant intended a non-commercial association with the plaintiff's mark, as opposed to one in which the defendant intends to associate with the mark to exploit the mark's popularity and goodwill. However, 
The court found that because the amended complaint included sufficient allegations that Rothschild entirely intended to associate the Meta Birkins mark with the popularity and goodwill of the Hermes Birkin mark, rather than intending an artistic association, the court declined to resolve at this early stage whether Rothschild's use clears the low bar of artistic relevance. I find this part of the ruling interesting. In Gordon versus Drake Creative, the Honey Badger case, the Ninth Circuit found the work greeting cards to have artistic relevance without any reference to the plaintiff's allegations that the work was expressly misleading. That's that's right, Josh. I, I find this part of the ruling interesting as well. However, the court went on to say, uh, even if the use of Meta Birkins were found to have artistic relevance, the court noted that the complaint contains sufficient factual allegations that the uh, Rothschild's use is explicitly misleading. The court noted that the application of the Polaroid factors uh, is applied to determine this prong of the Rogers test, or in the Ninth Circuit would be the, um, the sleek craft factors. So, Josh, what do you think about that? I mean, it is a motion to dismiss, and the, the court not looking at extrinsic evidence. They're just looking at the four corners of the complaint and uh, analyzing whether or not it it meets, um, it's, it's sufficient on certain grounds. Um, do you think the court got it right here? I don't think that the court's ruling is unreasonable. I do think if we're looking at this from a motion to dismiss perspective, assuming that all well-pleaded facts are true, it doesn't seem unreasonable to accept the pleaded fact that the use is explicitly misleading. Now, of course, there should be some support for that, but we all know that the pleading standard, be it in federal court or state court, is generally pretty lax, except in very limited circumstances. So it may be sufficient if they had simply alleged that the use was explicitly misleading. And if that's the case, then you may still have a Rogers defense, but it's going to be a Rogers defense on summary judgment or at trial, not at a motion to dismiss stage. As much as our defense clients would like that to be the case, it isn't. Right, and and I think Rogers, uh, the Rothschilds team um, recognized this because they very quickly moved for uh, summary judgment, uh, arguing that Discovery has confirmed that his Meta Birkins are creative expressions and that his use of Meta Birkins is not expressly misleading. This ruling on Rothschild's motion for summary judgment is set for November 4th of this year. So we will be watching it closely. That we will, Scott. And it's very interesting. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And for additional content, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thank you. <laughs>